When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? How about we can just watch basketball? Good morning and welcome to the NBA Daily Ding here on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Jared Weiss. I'm joined by Los Angeles Clippers beat writer for the Athletic, Law Murray. Law, what's good, man? Feeling good, man, at the end of the last five and seven. So I'm thrilled to get back to the Pacific time zone again. Okay, I'm in the Pacific time zone. Games ending on the East Coast before I even go to dinner, phenomenal. I record this show at one in the morning, usually back when I'm home in Boston. I'm recording this show before I even head out to dinner. I'm hyped. Let's get right into it. Uh, I mean, it's pretty easy to figure out where we're starting the show. It's Kyrie Irving, 60 points. Unbelievable. I mean, first of all, 60 points and one turnover. Like, the way Kyrie does everything as a scorer, this high-level efficiency, and that was there. The shot making 20 baskets, one more than Carl Anthony Towns, fellow New Jersey native who had 60, what, just Monday night, right? But Kyrie, because he's not a guy who really, you know, has to do all the playmaking, you know, there's so many weapons. It's scary to watch him score. He just had, what, 50? Two games ago, two Nets games ago, not that Kyrie was able to play against the Knicks over the weekend. So this is a guy who I just feel like the version of this team that the Nets have now, you have Kevin Durant, obviously, but now you got a screen setter and Andre Drummond. I, I watched RJ Hampton die on like five screens just in the first half. Alone, <laughs> okay. That was a 41 point first half of Kyrie, right? God bless RJ Hampton. Our RJ, he'll be better for this, but my man was on almost every one of those first half highlights is a damn shame by the end of the game Kyrie had Cole Anthony falling all over him no call got trucked by Wendell Carter Jr.'s verticality no call spun a layup anyway I think that was his 50th or something like that the fact that he's able to get these shots in the paint get these threes he had one of those no dip elbow no dip corner threes you know ball just releases I love those yeah, it's he's he's just incredible. The word savant was thrown around a lot tonight, but Kyrie probably transcends it and he knows it. As long as he can play, and that's another issue that I'm not gonna get into, but as long as he can play, he's he's just this team is optimized to let him go off in a special way. Yeah, he only has three games left, I think, this season. So he had to he had to get it in. He got three games worth of points in this one anyway. I mean what what I loved about this game is that this game really showed off the stuff that makes Kyrie special because he, oh, he he's, I mean, yeah, he's what, like 6'3 or something like that. He's, he's tall for a guard, but he's a, he's a small guard. You know, he's a relatively skinny guy. He's not one of these like beefy ass dudes. And so the way that he just pushes people around is always incredible for a guy like that weighs whatever he weighs. It's, he had this one drive, I think it was for his 50th point where, you know, a lot of guys like to put a defender in jail. Well, they'll, they'll cross him and then they'll cross back, get them, get him trapped on his back and then kind of slowly work his way through the lane. 
He basically got a defender falling on top of him and basically carried him through the lane and then went up, had another defender meet him at the rim, and he just up and undered him with the contact. And it's like that strength and balance. There's so few guards that have ever been able to do what he does with that. Yeah, that's the play that I was talking about. That was Cole Anthony falling all over him. That was Wendell Carter at the rim verticality. That play right there, I had to watch it 10 times. I had to watch it 10 times, and it was only 10 times because I knew you was going to be coming in, and I know you got to do it. So that's, <laughs> it was an incredible basketball play. I, I, I love that play more than any of the threes that he hit, any of the end ones, and, you know, shout out to James Harden, uh, any of the free throws that he hit. You can't get to the 60 without free throws, ladies and gentlemen. He hit 12 of them tonight. Put that in there, too. I think it's the fact that Cole Anthony ends up just like tossed to the ground falling on top of him. It just, I mean, it looked like Kyrie left everything in his wake. Although Kyrie, I think, also hit the floor too when he uh, took that contact in the air. Yeah, it should have been an air one. I don't know. I thought I thought Carter went up straight, but I mean, whatever. Either way, I mean, what makes Kyrie so much fun is that he always pushes the acrobatics. And I mean, we, we, we've always known this. And he, this was a pretty, honestly, like a pretty... I'd say uh, t- technical performance from him or like a, like standard performance and that like it was just him bearing a lot of threes. There wasn't a ton of like crazy ISOs and stuff like that. He was just like very, very efficient with the way he was moving in this one. The Nets, like they need that, right? We, we need to see the Nets moving efficiently. And we're starting to see, I mean, 150 points. I, f- I feel like that's probably enough offense to win in the playoffs. Um, you know, 35 dimes is insane. They shot 60%. From the field, and I think what fifty nine and a half percent from three, they were perfect against like yeah a team that's not exactly trying to play defense at this point in the season. But are you seeing? I guess because we've seen Katie and Kyrie have such insane excellence in spurts throughout the last few months. Do you feel like this team? I mean, assuming Kyrie can play at home at some point, hopefully, but I guess probably not. Are you seeing enough potency out of these guys and like these massive spurts that you think that they can carry? deeper into the playoffs just when it's you know like Kyrie's not going to be there for the home games I think so because look man Kevin Durant's still on his team Kevin Durant took nine shots tonight he took nine shots in a 30-minute game for him when you have that level of offensive efficiency then your defense has to just do enough like that's that's the version of the NBA that we're in now and you have certain guys on that team I think they're a little small on on the wing outside of KD, but Bruce Brown helps. I, I really do think that Bruce Brown helps. It's kind of crazy that Steve Nash wasn't playing him for significant stretches of this early part of this season. I think what they're able to do defensively, uh, if they can figure that part out, they have so much help offensively now where it's just going to be stressful. Like Seth Curry didn't play tonight. You know, he didn't play with the left ankle soreness. There's a that's a lot of stress. They have a lot of guys now who can handle the ball, move the ball, cut, set screens, and be threats from all over the place. Defensively, tonight you mentioned the uh, Nets had a 60.2% field goal percentage. They held the Magic to 37.9%. And before you say it's the Magic, damn it, it's the Nets. We've seen this team be horrible defensively. So any progress that you're seeing. Even in an offensive onslaught like this, this wasn't a shootout. This was a blowout because they defended. And I think that's the progress with Kyrie, without Kyrie, that they're going to need to make over these last three, four weeks of the season. But they have the weapons. They just need to have the urgency. And guess what? When you get to the playoffs, the urgency picks up. 
Let's head down to Miami. Detroit Pistons are in town. It's all tied up at 89 with three and a half minutes left. And that's when Tyler Hero took care of business. The Miami Heat win 105-98, remain on top of the Eastern Conference. I mean, that wasn't going to change, but, you know, what the hell? They're good. Jimmy Butler, he sprained his ankle in the second quarter, did not come back after halftime. And Hero took care of business. Law, take it away. I don't know what to say. I think Tyler Hero, if he's not the sixth man of the year, it's going to be interesting to see who actually can beat him out for it. I mean, 29 points, five rebounds, four assists. Another guy who got to the line, he made nine out of 11 free throws. That was big. So with Jimmy not there, and, you know, Jimmy kind of, he plays a very patient game. He gets himself to the free throw line, but other than that, he kind of let everything come to himself. Tyler has really kind of come of age as a scorer, and it's been great to see. Last year, did he try to give him a chance to be that team's point guard? It kind of stunted him a little bit coming off of that rookie season that he had. but. I mean, I love the fact that he's just coming through as a complete scorer, a, a three-level scorer, and that was big. It, they needed it in this game. They blew a 14-point lead to a Pistons team that, besides being in Miami, they didn't have Kate Cunningham. It was really important that Tyler had the juice offensively to get them out of this one. I'm a little concerned about Jimmy's ankles. I'm a little concerned about the fact that the Heat don't discriminate when it comes to blowing some of these leads, whether they wind up losing the game or not. But then again, they don't have a slim margin for error because they have these vets. They have these shooters. They have Tyler almost completely outscoring second units by him damn self. And the fact of the matter is they got a coach who knows what he's doing. You know, next man up mentality. It's this thing that we always hear all the time as if it's like an actual thing, like whatever. Yes, every player assumes every player prepares to be not terrible at their job when they get in the game. But the Heat always embody that. And in this game, we have Max Drews stepping up when he's called upon in the fourth quarter. And he just completely made it rain at the beginning of the fourth quarter and helped turn things around as Detroit was starting to run back away with it. This Miami team, I guess that's why they are so good this year, is because every time they lose somebody, and they do a lot, they have someone else that steps up and plays well. All 16 of, the, of Max Drews' points, I believe, in that last quarter. You know, come for Victor Oladipo's return, but stay for the development that Max Struess and I saw a guy earlier this season and Gabe Vincent, you know, he's won several games this year. People, it's, it's one of those things, Jared, where these guys light up and you're like, oh man, this is an outlier game. It's like, no, nah, these guys have been putting years of work in. These guys were both two-way guys, Struess and Gabe Vincent. Victor Oladipo gave those guys props when he came back because he knew that his return was going to limit those guys' minutes. But this was a game where they needed everybody. And even against a team like the Pistons, it was significant. They needed every contribution to get a win tonight. Last game for us, Phoenix went into Nolens, and uh, New Orleans was winning at the beginning of this game, and that did not last. Phoenix ends up winning 131-115. to No Chris Paul, but Book took care of everything with 27. Devin Booker didn't even need the fourth quarter either. I mean, 27, five rebounds, eight assists, another guy taking care of the basketball and playing efficiently. And that's really what the difference between the the Suns and and Willie Green's old team. Well, Willie Green's new team, the New Orleans Pelicans. It was great that CJ is back after that sent in health and safety protocols. They need Brandon Ingram back. And honestly, the Suns are just, they're a machine. You know, Anthony Davis spouted off about the 2-7 matchup and everything and 
how the Suns might have been lucky. Look, the Suns are 55 and 14. There's nothing about luck. This team is better than they were last year. And this is with Chris missing time. This is with, you know, Cameron Johnson. He's still out after what he did to the Knicks. This team is scary. And the Pelicans, they've been playing better lately, but they didn't have an answer for what the Suns are doing. Like, the Suns are in system mode right now, period. All right, that'll do it for us. We're, we're in wrap-up mode here. Thank you to Law Murray covering the Clippers for The Athletic. I'm Jared Weiss covering the Celtics for The Athletic. Brian Smith is our producer. You can find us on The Athletic NBA Show in case you are somehow listening to this in some random place you don't know where it came from. Take us out of here, Law. Ding, ding.